Welcome to Checking In a Lodging DEI Chat. I am Oren Stewart, the studio host. Thank you for joining us here today. Stay tuned. We have a great episode in store. You do not want to miss it. Once again, thank you for joining us here at Checking In. I am Oren Stewart, the studio host. Now let's introduce our host of the show, Miranda and Leon. How are you all doing? Great, great. Doing good, Oren, doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure, and I'm so glad to see you guys. Have a great show. Great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Hey, Miranda, how you doing? I'm good, Leon. I'm glad to see you. Yes, it's 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 good to be seen, and it, it's great great to be back. Yeah, it's it's been a while, but we're back. Well, we have to keep the people waiting in suspense for our return. Yes, yes, we, we <laughs> gotta get the people what the people want, right? Yeah, gotta exactly. give them what they want. Yeah, we're back. This is episode number. 21 21 i think that's right i think that's right i think this is it episode number 21 so our guest for today you know you'll introduce her in a second but you know she will never forget that she was on episode number 20. <laughs> right exactly so exactly. you know speaking of not forget i i have to I have to tell you it was one quick story right so i live in baltimore at an Oreo game and the usher takes us to our seats and everything, really nice guy. And I said, what's your name, right? And he said, if I tell you, you will never forget it. And he just stopped. <laughs> okay. I go, okay, okay, what's your name? He says, if I tell you, you'll never forget my name. Like, All right, what's your name? He goes, Soph Sophocles. Oh, Sophocles. Okay. He said, you'll never forget that. That was like 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> Every time I go to the ballpark, I'm like, where's Soph? That's interesting. Yes. Yes. You just things you, you say, you'll, you'll never forget it. Right. So our guest will never forget being on episode number 20. However, I will never forget how much fun it is doing this show with you. Thank you so much for partnering with me on this. Likewise, likewise. I feel the same. Yeah, thank you. So, so our guest today, I have to tell you, I'm so excited that she has time to fit us in her schedule. She is amazing. I have had the opportunity to see her speak many times over the years, and I always walk away inspired, excited. I just, I'm a very big fan. Great. So... Let's bring on our guest for today. Our guest is Lainey Kane Hannon. Hey, Lainey, how are you? Good morning. Nice to see you both. And thank you, Miranda, for that warm introduction. That is going to be hard to live up to, but I will do my best. <laughs> it's all true and all from the heart. So, so, so Lainey, before we jump into the questions, I'm just going to ask you something. You, sure. you were listening in the background. You will never forget being on episode number... 21. Is that correct? 20. I heard 20, then I heard 21. Uh, 
And I was thinking, I was focused more on the 21 because I was thinking about, I, um, I, uh, you know, for many years, you know, used to say, oh, I'm 21, 21, you know, and then you have children and you can't yeah. be 21 anymore. You need to say you're 40 or something. And then you long past 40. Well, hopefully yeah. not that long. And, and then you can't, you know, I can't round down anymore. So now I just round up, right? I round up. I say, oh, someone says, how old are you? I say, oh, you know, I'm approaching 60. And they think, oh, great. She looks good for 60. So I stop <laughs> rounding down. I round up. I, you know, you I turn like it upside it. down. You think about it a different way, right? I love right. that. I love that. <laughs> You will never forget being on checking in right on. I, I love it. Forget. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Lainey, um, in case any of our guests are not familiar with you and your rich history in the industry, will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Absolutely. I'd be glad to. So I am a, a 30 plus year veteran of this amazing industry. I grew up in the hospitality industry. My grandfather was the general manager of a great old hotel in um, in Kansas City, and after school, I used to love to go to that um, that hotel and and make rounds with him. And if I got you know good grades on my tests and did everything I was supposed to do, he used to let me make rounds with him. And I don't want to date myself, but I also used to be able to. Um, work the switchboard and say, thank you, one moment, I'll connect you. So that's how long ago we're talking about, right? Um, but uh, he really taught me that the business of hospitality is a privilege. And people are trusting you with the important moments of their lives, whether they are on holiday or celebrating a wedding or at an important business meeting where they're trusting you to be their home away from home. The business of hospitality is a privilege, and I've always believed that. And so the moments in, in, in my life that people have said, oh, you know, I struggled with what I wanted to do when I grew up, I never had because the business of hospitality is a privilege, and I always wanted that privilege. I just had to decide what was going to be my role in this amazing industry. And so I've had various roles um, throughout the years. I'm a proud um, um, graduate of uh, of the chaplain school, both my undergraduate and graduate degrees. I um, I have worked for consulting firms. I've worked in the cruise industry. I have had um, uh, I've been a partner in my own consulting firm. And um, for the last twenty two years, I worked for Marriott Vacations worldwide in roles of varying responsibility um, until my last role, which was the Chief Development and Product Officer for Marriott Vacations Worldwide. And I'm uh, excited to announce that um, um, in the next couple of weeks, I will be taking on a new role, which is the CEO of one company. One stands for Open Network Exchange. Um, and people say, oh, are you a tech company? Well, we're a solutions company that is tech enabled. And um, while we specialize in um, the hospitality industry and providing solutions for hospitality clients to really interact with their customers on a more intimate basis, um, we um, also provide services throughout the real estate and financial industries as well. That's fantastic. Congratulations. That's a Thank big you. deal. Thank you. Yes, That's I'm amazing. very excited about the role and the company, which is, you know, a, a plus because a lot of people get excited about a role, but not a company or excited about being with the company, but not the role. I mean, you can have both. That's really, that's really a bonus, right? That's really that's a blessing. Fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. I can't wait to see what you guys do. I know it's going to be big. Thank you. So, 
Before um, I ask you anything else, there's something every time I think about you, I think about something that you said that has stuck with me for years. And whenever you were speaking um, on the Castell panel, you've also mentioned this. You said you can have it all, but not necessarily all at once. Right. And so as you were telling me um, or as you were sharing with us your um, career venture, I know that you are, are also a mother a wife, you hold other roles, right, in this life. Um, tell me a little bit about how you balance all that or how you balanced it throughout your career. Absolutely. And that was, I think, um, and, and I, I know I absolutely said that because I say it often because it was one of my biggest life lessons. I felt, especially being, um, I was a um, single mom for a majority of, my, I have um, uh, two wonderful boys um, and, um, and I, was recently remarried, so now I have a beautiful daughter. Um, but when I was raising my my two um, boys, I was raising them as a single mom um, in a time when um, it was difficult to see someone like me in the workplace. Not only a working um, woman, but a working woman who was a single mom was very rare. Uh, and so I felt a lot of pressure to be the greatest mom, the greatest wife, the greatest daughter, um, now the greatest single mom, and um, the greatest professional and to do it all at once. And I had to learn the lesson that there are some moments in your career that, that your family comes first and that's okay. And there's moments in your career where your community might come first or there's moments in your career when your career comes first and that's fine. And when I look back on my career and the next chapter, um, I can say I, I, I've, I've had it all and I'm going to have more it just didn't happen all simultaneously. Um, and so uh, it took for me um, a lot of life lessons on balance, on prioritization, on, um, on support network, right? Um, and so I looked at um, four opportunities where people could supplement the holes that I had in my circle. So where was my missing piece? Who, who could I be a yin to a yang, right? So because I worked during the day and I had some neighbors who did not, um, you know, they would cover me if I was unable to pick up a child or make it to a game. Um, and because um, perhaps they had obligations at night or um, they might have had something to do when uh, on the weekend where I um, had more availability, I would cover for them. Right. And so. I constantly looked for um, people in my life who were missing something I could provide and they had something that I was, you know, I was their missing piece and they were mine. And so it took um, a variety of different relationships to be able to find that. And I think that, um, you know, that's a whole piece of networking that we often don't talk about, which is the networking of, of supporting your life and your community, not just the networking that's related to your professional and career development, right? Because it really takes both to quote unquote, have it all and to have it all over a period of time. Absolutely. That's really solid advice for every aspect of life, I believe. Thank you. Leon, did you? Yeah. You're watching Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm Leon Thomas with our my co-host, Miranda Kitterlin Lynch. Our guest today is Lainey. Lainey, let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned that your father, your grandfather was my in grandfather. the hotel business, right? And that he taught you 
that working in hospitality is a privilege because we're there celebrating when, when folks you're 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 with them in the most important times whether a business meeting a wedding a funeral whatever it is these are memorable important times to them what do property level managers today owners of hotels department managers what's the best way to get folks to understand that you know i think that's a wonderful question because when i tell people the story right of of why I'm in the hospitality business, um, and that um, and that I believe it's a privilege. Sometimes they honestly look at me like I'm crazy. Now I am a little crazy, and I think that keeps my innovation piece of me alive. I think a little crazy is okay. You just hope you get people who understand you're crazy, right? Um, but I think that the best way for that I've experienced, and I've tried a different a few different things um, um, in my in my career. Um, is uh, you hope that people that work for you have that same passion, but sometimes they haven't had the exposure. So for me, it comes from the exposure. I make sure that the, um, the associates that I work closely with and that are on teams of mine, one is that um, um, I use a, a, a program called Strength Finders, and there's lots of different ones out there, but Strength Finders is one that... Um, there's no wrong answer. It, it, it profiles um, associates and people based on their strengths, right? So there's 40 strengths and based on a series of, of, of questions, it comes up with your top um, uh, five and 10 strengths. And what that does is it tells me a lot about a person in, um, in the ways that are meaningful for them in a very positive conversation. And I'm all about the, posit the power of positivity. And so the, when I can look at one of the associates and I can see what makes them tick, are they the kind of person that's a learner, right? Or are they the kind of, of person that um, needs firsthand experience? Are they motivated by recognition? Are they motivated by reward? Uh, it tells me, are they strategic or are they futuristic or both? Um, and so when I can learn about a person's strength, I can figure out the way to connect with them. And so once you can connect with them, you can, you can give them a way that would be important to them to experience the, what we do in the hospitality industry. And I find the best way to do it is to bring folks that don't work on site on site, right? Have them sit around the, the pool for half an hour and see a family interact. Or, or sit at some more night when, you know, when folks are around a campfire making marshmallows and teenage kids actually put their phone away, right? That's a moment a family connects. Or when you can actually um, see the difference that you've made in the life of a customer or a customer comes back and talks to you about a problem or a solution um, and, um, and that team's been able to react and not only meet their expectations but exceed it and see the difference that they've made in their lives. And that creates the passion because that's how it was created for me. It was walking around the hotel with my grandfather, talking with guests and talking with associates. So it's not only the difference we can make in the lives of our guests, but it's the difference we can make in the lives of our associates. Those that work with us at the hotel, at the, at the, at the company like mine, uh, like tech, at the management company that you might have worked for, you know, in, uh, um, or 
at the education level. So it's, it's touching the lives of those people that we interact with. So the business of hospitality being a privilege is not only about the guests, but it's about serving those that we work with every day and enhancing their lives as well. Because if you feel as an associate, as an employee, heard, valued, and promoted, that feeling is going to be transmitted to our guests and our guests are going to walk away um, feeling that their experience with us, with a brand, with a, with a, a, a cruise ship, a hotel, or any part of our industry um, has enhanced their lives. And that's the privilege of hospitality. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's funny, my husband walked by while you were talking about Strength Finders and then dropped this on my desk. Yeah, great. I mean, I, I know there's other programs. That's the one that I use. But I just think that um, interacting with your associates in a way that's positive. All of my reviews um, throughout my career were always focused on on my my weakest links, spending time right on my weakest links. And instead of uh, spending time on the things that I were, was good at and taking them from, from good to great. So I never got into the sand trap. So I never had to worry about those weak links. Um, and if that's a great way, I think on our topic of DEI, um, a, a program like Strength Finders to really help us provide tailored programs for development for um, our workforce. Because again, it's, it's, Hospitality is about connecting, and it's not just about connecting with our guests. We have to connect with our associates, right, and make um, wherever we work a place that they want to work, that they feel valued, that they know there's a path for them to succeed, um, that they're spoken and that they're heard. And, um, and it's not always easy because the passion for the topic, as long as we're talking about passion, doesn't always exist, and it's not always prevalent throughout companies in which we in which we work or communities in which we live, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, let me ask you, so one of the things that I've been talking to people in the industry a lot about, well, let me back up. I agree that hospitality is amazing. I love our industry, absolutely. Um, so much so that I married two restaurant managers <laughs> in my lifetime. Um, we do see that we are struggling with labor shortage in our industry and for a myriad reasons. What do you think we can do to help with that? Um, because my first inclination is to explain to people, this is an amazing industry that you can do so much in, and it's a privilege to work in. Um, how would you solve the problem for me? <laughs> All right. Well, um, so I absolutely share your thoughts in that manner. Um, and it's one of the reasons that I'm so heavily involved in um, an organization called Castell. And especially in one of the, Castell is a group that is um, a really about networking and fostering the development of women in the hospitality um, industry. And that Castell has various, uh, four different branches. Castell is now a division of the American Hotel and Lodging Association's foundation. It's a uh, foundation supported project uh, within their forward branch. And so um, when you look at one of the elements of Castell, it's called Castell Ecologies. And that is um, where, at least in the last couple of years, you and I have spent more time together. Um, but it is about bringing women um, of various backgrounds um, and, um, and diversities in the hospitality industry to the classroom, right? At various um, 
uh, hospitality sponsored universities and hopefully, you know, even bringing it down another level into the high schools eventually. Um, so that when I was in, um, uh, when I was in what we used to call hotel school, right? Uh, many years ago, uh, uh, certainly we, uh, women in the classroom were a minority. And the most prevalent job that was talked to us was about, you can have a great future in operations, um, in housekeeping, work the front desk, um, or um, uh, go into event planning, et cetera, right? And so we wanna show the, um, the young women of today that the hospitality industry is so special because it's so diverse in the opportunities and the jobs that, that are available. So for example, um, I ran um, development and products um, for Marriott Vacations Worldwide. That's construction and development and the development of all our new customer facing products, right? Today, I'm the CEO of a tech company that supports the hospitality industry. Um, and we have general managers and we have educators and we have um, folks that are uh, revenue and um, yield management specialists, et cetera, et cetera. And so letting um, the, the next generation of students um, at the high school and more importantly at the, at the university level see that this is an industry that you can, you can have a broad and diverse career in um, that is very sustainable um, uh, is I think the number one piece of, of that battle. Right, so that people can see themselves in a role that they never imagined, um, and that's what excites me because the, our our industry is so diverse, um, and so I think attracting people to our to our industry is a big part of that story at the college level, and I think it's also celebrating and getting out there the amazing careers. Sometimes you hear the bad news, but you never hear the good news, right? Um, I have I have been fortunate in that the end of the industry that I have always worked in is vacation related, not necessarily related to the business travel. And so the thing I love about the industry is whether the economy is good or bad, people take vacations, right? Vacations are are sacred. People travel. Um, and uh, and so that uh, this for me has always been a very recession proof and of the industry. And I have always felt that while we had to tailor the product a little different in good economic times or bad economic times, it's always been a product people have, have wanted and demanded. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leon? You, you mentioned the, the idea of attracting folks to, to our industry. And uh, several years ago, um, the, the high school that, that I attended in, in Baltimore sent out an email that, that mentioned that they were having a career day, meaning that professionals from varying industries would come and talk to students about their industries that they worked in with hopes of allowing the, the students some opportunity to investigate those industries, to go into then, what are you going to do after high school, college, trade school, or whatever? And I filled out the form and I said, I'll come talk about the hospitality industry. And the counselor, uh, the career counselor who was in charge of that, that event called me and said, uh, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I'm like, what do you mean? No, thanks. He says, 
there's there's not many jobs in in the in the hospitality industry in hotels. I mean, you're going to work the front desk, you're going to work in maintenance, you're going to work in a restaurant, you're going to work in housekeeping, and mostly women do that. He, he really threw that on, right? And he says, so there's really nothing that anyone can do in the hospitality industry. So in a nice way, don't come. I'm like, hmm. So I said, well, let me explain what I've done in the hospitality industry. And I went through all the things that I've done, how I you know, worked my way up, had a great career ladder, folks mentoring me along the way and so forth. And I met with him. And at that time, I worked for Choice Hotels and invited him to Choice Hotels to see this major operation that we had of revenue managers, marketing folks, advertising, you know, accounting, finance, everything. And he goes, oh. I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know. So I have to think there are a lot of other folks that are in positions that could guide students into our career that they don't know. Last night, I was at a banquet where the principal of that school was there. And he said, oh, I've been looking for you. One of our grads is now working assistant manager at the Hilton downtown. Like, oh, that's great. I tried to really downplay it, right? He's like, I thought you'd be excited. I'm like, no, not really. Remember, there's nothing to do in hotels. You know? so <laughs> I, I thought I'd throw that out there before my my last question to you. You mentioned that your grandfather's hotel was in Kansas City. That's like rib and barbecue area, right? Absolutely. Oh, you ever, I know where this is going. I want to know what my favorite. We're going, Miranda. You know where this is going. You know it. You know it, Laney. What's you ever favorite? had a Maryland crab cake? I have had a Maryland crab cake. Yes. Where? Where? Um, so um, I um, uh, had the fortunate to have, you know, 22 of my long careers with Marriott, whose corporate headquarters is in Bethesda. Dang. So I have spent time in Bethesda and throughout the region. So, um, um, and I, I have had uh, what, I, what I thought was, was authentic. Um, crab cakes, um, but um, I do. Um, I've I've had the privilege of having two wonderful dads. My dad passed away when I was young, and my mom remarried. So I had I've had two wonderful dads in my life, and I've been so blessed to have a wonderful grandfather. Now two wonderful dads. But my my um, my my stepfather is from Baltimore, so he um, has some opinions on the crab cake matter as well, right? <laughs> So just like I, from growing up in Kansas City, am very particular about my barbecue, right? He's yes. very particular about his crab cakes. Yes. Um, yes. So um, I, I, I don't know if I've had anything as good as you've had or could make, but I might want to, maybe we could do a little barbecue crab cake throwdown. So oh, maybe we could do that, but you, I don't want that. Me, you don't want me cooking the crab cakes, all right? You, you want, I can tell you the hot places to go. You know, when you said Bethesda, I'm thinking D.C. suburb. I'm not sure, but when you brought it into the Baltimore piece, and we're going to get Miranda to bring the mac and cheese. I am an word expert on the tree that she's got it. Now. <laughs> oh, that, that will be an interesting menu. I would eat that, mac and cheese, barbecue, and crab cakes. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Awesome. So, Lainey, my last question for you is one that I like to ask all of our guests, and I learn something new every time. What would you go back and tell your 20-year-old self? Aside from um, 
buy Apple, buy Apple stock when it comes out, right? <laughs> um, you know, I would I would tell myself that um, a few things. One is that whatever I choose to choose something that I have passion for, right? I think that the difference in um, in anything that I've seen between good and great is when the person leading that effort had passion for the subject, right? And to take some um, a role that I have passion for, even if that role is what others perceive to be a step back. Because I think one of the most important things that I've done in my career, um, I look at uh, uh, my goal overall in my life is the first third of my life I I, I learn the second third of my life I earn and the last third I return, right? So I'm in that stage of my life in between the, the, the earn and return. But um, I, tell, I would tell that 20-year-old self of mine, you're in the stage of learn, right? And so learning comes from education, which you, you know, pay for the privilege of, and then you take a job and you, and you want to learn, right? And you're now getting paid for the privilege of, of making a difference at that company, but also learning, right? And so take advantage of that opportunity. If it's a step sideways in title, but it, it gives you the opportunity to learn an entirely new subject, that is a win, right? Because that's education. And again, you're getting paid for it. So some of the most important career decisions that I've made was taking uh, a step sideways, or maybe even some people perceive that to be backwards, right? In something, a topic that I thought I had passion for and learning about it. So I've worked in operations, I've worked in, in, in revenue management, um, and make sure that you've had sales and marketing, a little international experience, take on that assignment, that role, that initiative that's out of your comfort zone. Because um, if it feels good and easy, I say run, right? Because that's not what you need to grow and learn. You want to do. You want to have something that feels challenging and that feels um, difficult, but also that you have passion for and that you feel like you can make a difference and and leave your stamp. So I would I would give myself permission to do that, to go sideways and backwards, to go forward. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Lanny, thank you for spending time with, with me and Miranda here at Checking In. This is a great, great conversation. And thanks for sharing your perspective and your, your story with us. It's been great, great having you on the show. It has been a pleasure, a pleasure. Thank you very, very much for having me. And I look forward to, look, to watching your next episode. Great. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Let's go back now to our studio host, Oren Stewart. Such an amazing episode today, as always. It's a pleasure being back. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. I am Oren Stewart here at Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. Make sure to continue to tune in and watch us. We'll be back. Have a great week.